Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, put them viewers in. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Small Podcast. We are live in the Garden District in lovely Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It's been a while, probably about a month. I'm here with Uncle Al, just a two, two men on a pod. Might have a uh, segment from a uh, J-Pod Bonecast a little later. We'll be doing that this afternoon. And uh, that's that's about it, Al. How, how you been? I've been all right. We got a busy day of podcasting. We got another podcast lined up after this, but... First, we're going to start it off, I guess, with the inaugural um, Talking Small beer beer reviews, beer taste test, whatever we want to call it. We'll uh, crowdsource the name. But Harley has this second-line brewing beer called Bature Blonde Ale. I'm sure that's a Cajun thing, and I'm probably mispronouncing it. Uh, You're definitely mispronouncing it. What do you think it is? What do you, what do you think? I, it, I, I think it's pronounced Batcher. It's spelled. B- uh, I know. I think that's Batcher. It's spelled B A T T U R E. It's it's the it's like the marsh kind of behind your house that you can't really put a dock in, and it, I, I don't I don't know how. To, so, so you say it's pronounced what? I think it's Batcher. I, I I don't know. I don't know if I ever heard anybody say it. I just said Bator, so uh, you well, know we can we can Google that. Joe's probably getting upset. But Harley, you're you've had this beer before. You're trying it again because you thought maybe your palate might have been off. Now, what was your initial review? Oh, well, don't give your initial review. I'm gonna try just the sip here that we poured into another glass. Um, stand by. Um, I don't think it tastes like much. I'm gonna take another sip here, even though it's one sip. Everybody know the rules. So while he's sipping, I personally, the reason we're trying these is it's summertime, and we'll talk about my kegerator that I installed in my kitchen here in a little bit. But what I would say is it's summer. We want a, we want a blonde-type beer in there, something easy to drink, something that kind of is refreshing in the summer. So I wanted to try some local breweries, support the economy here. So second line, I believe, is out of New Orleans or something like that. EST 2014. So it's relatively new. Try to check them out. And uh, I saw that they had a Batcher Blonde, if that's how you pronounce it. Again, I don't know. And Al, it's got 5.2% alcohol, so it's a little stronger than most. But uh, what you what you think? Um, It tastes pretty run-of-the-mill. Um, it tastes kind of like just a, a light beer or a lightish beer, you know, blonde ale. I'd say it's kind of middle of the road, not too much taste to it. Um, for being 5.2%, I'd say it's, you know, not bad, but it's nothing I'm going to go out of my way to buy, but don't hate it. Don't love it. I'll give it a, uh, six, 6.2 out of 10. So 1% higher than its alcohol content. That's a uh, pretty good. Yeah. 6.2. What, what I would say here is, and maybe I'm just kind of weird. I swear the aftertaste tastes like peas. Like the beer tastes fine itself, but the aftertaste tastes like peas. I don't think I can put this in my kegerator because you're talking about potentially pulling 42 pints of peas, and I just don't think I have it in me to pull 42 pints of peas. But a hey, shout out Second Line Brewery. We're still going to be trying to get some kegs from you 
this one just might not be one of them. But, hey, you know, you want to send one my way, I will put in the keg for football season. We can get multiple uh, reviews and have the boys up. We'll drink anything if it's free. Um, I'm sure it'd be great. You know, free just might change her. We can be bought. Definitely. Now, you mentioned this kegerator, Harley. Care to uh, expound? And are you going to drink the rest of this beer? Because I'll drink it if you don't no, want No, I'm going to drink it. I'm, fuck you. Um, you got whiskey. Drink your whiskey. We, <laughs> I got more beer in there, so I got some more we can pull out as we go through. I, I'm just well, showing you, the We pe- know you don't pull out. I'm, I'm just showing the people that, you know, if it's free, we'll drink it. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm just giving an example. Yeah, you're trying to steal my beer that I paid for. So what I would say is we moved into the house when I built it up in the Ethel Estate back in 2011. And one of the things my wife wanted, she was big on red wine at the time, way before LeBron James, like, fuck that poser. And so one of the things that red wine's supposed to have is you're supposed to keep it like between like 60 and maybe 50 degrees somewhere in that ballpark, depending on what, what it is. And so we went ahead and installed and built into the cabinets, a wine cooler. So we could put our red wine in there. It's supposed to hold about 60 degrees. Fast forward about seven years. And I think, I think this thing costs like 600, $700 at the time. Cause it's tough to get the built in ones. Cause you got to have certain vents in the front and shit like that. But anyway, it stopped working probably about two, maybe two years ago, three years ago, stopped working. And it was just storage. The wife stopped drinking red wine. So no big deal. Uh, dad came over, I don't know, about a month and a half ago. And we were inside after it was raining. It was hot as shit. And my dad likes projects. So I was just like, well, fuck it. I ain't got nothing to do. Let's pull out this wine cooler and let's see what's wrong. Maybe I can fix it. Uh, we pull it out. We identify the problem. The problem is the compressor won't start. The fans run and everything else is good, but if the compressor won't start, for layman's terms, that means you won't get any cooling. You won't get that refrigerant rolling through there. So it, it's just not going to cool down the fridge. So we think, hey, maybe it's this, uh, this limit switch or this starting solenoid that's not activating to start the compressor. We'll just jump it. So you take a, a, a wire, and basically we're going to jump around the solenoid just act like the solenoid swapped and gave it current. Oh, when we went to do <laughs> Can that, I guess about to fry that bitch. So when we went to go do that, it didn't start, but uh, we didn't really have the wire attached like super super tight, and maybe it jumped off a little bit and touched the copper tubing for the refrigerant and leaked all the freon out whatever so it, it was clearly not a freon issue and uh yep yeah, so that was done after that part i mean i i no freon no compressor this thing's probably to replace it 600 700 there's no way i'm gonna fix it for parts or anything like that and this thing's old all right fuck it it's gone what wife uh hasn't needed for two years it's it's not necessary anymore so her birthday's coming up and i'm sitting there going I wonder what I can put there. Maybe this will be a birthday present. So I start doing some research, like, ooh, put a trash compactor there. Ooh, that worked out real well for Tim Allen in Home Improvement. He got uh, his old lady a trash compactor one year for either their anniversary or her birthday. Didn't go over so hot. So, being in the country, I don't care if my trash is compacted. Fuck that chip. 
I got four trash cans. They come once a week. We're good. So I'm not going trash compactor. Now, the other one is ice machine. So we got a cutout already for a drain back there, and you can cut water over from the dishwasher, which is right next to it. So I can probably get water there to do ice machine. But, I mean, yeah, the new refrigerators and shit, they can't make ice worth a fuck, and there's all yeah, that problem. To, I was about to say, your your fridge does have ice ice machine issues, but generally you just do a Fonzie uh Hit it twice with your fist, generally buffs well, out. Well, so it's a it's the problem is if you don't use it enough, the ice kind of like solidifies together and doesn't want to come out. If you use it too much, it doesn't make enough ice. But at the same time, ice machines not really what we want. So then I was just fucking around. And I said, "Hey, what about a kegerator?" Because that's another thing that could fit right there. And she goes, "Oh, I'd like that." I was like, "Holy shit, I might get a fucking kegerator." Now I do some research. Most of them that you're going to find as starter model, uh, depending on if you buy all the draft tower and the CO2 tank and compartments and shit with it, uh, it'll be like maybe $1,000 for the kegerator that's 15 inch wide that's under counter. And then for the attachments and shit, it's probably you maybe you find it for 180 if you piece piece it up. But I could just get the kit for $1,300 or 1330 or something like that. So I went ahead and bought that, got it on Amazon, said bring that bitch here. Uh, got it in, and then uh, Dad and I put it together. You can check it out on YouTube, Talking Small Podcast. It's called Man Tips. We're doing big numbers. Please subscribe, rate, review, get on Man Tips. We're putting quality content out, myself and Joe. Uh, shout out to Fat Vader, putting up quality content. And, you know, if you're a fan of the pod, just subscribe. You don't need to watch the videos unless you know how to fix something. But if you subscribe... It'll do wonders because Harley and Joe are trying to get paid off this thing. I'm trying to weasel my way in, but I haven't produced that much content. So, because oh, so because I'm the I'm the audience here. I need to know how to fix the things. You know, you know what a big one that would do numbers for you, Harley. How to replace a weed eater string that does numbers. What? That's I'm so that's you. so fucking basic. I'm telling you. Well, you can even replace the head so you can make that really fucking dumb. Anyway, I, 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 I've I done that before. Any Okay, I didn't even think about that one. Man tip. I, I got to do, like, replace the oil on my lawnmower. That's a, that, that'll probably do numbers. Anyway, the kegerator out there, we got it installed. First keg, part of her birthday present. I let her pick. So I went to this place called Catering Kegs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, kind of near Gardier Lane. Real, real nice spot. Do they spell catering with a k no it's what a c okay good i was worried we were going to run into uh craggy two crunk uh territory now to give people a little reference if you don't know baton rouge me and harley have uh i don't know if harley was with me yeah i play basketball yeah we played basketball down at this guardier just i guess public court first time i ever actually met a person named pookie i you know Stuart scott used to shout out pookie ray ray and all them um during his sports center highlights rest in peace one of the best to ever do it and uh we met an actual pookie and it was a girl playing in a wife beater with no bra on so you know she, hey she was you know she was getting after it she's getting her ass kicked but well so anywho i go down there i meet i meet this guy donald and he's got a friend just like sitting behind the counter. I walk in, and I mean, this place I thought was closed. Like you look at it, it just 
It it it's not the it, this isn't the place where you like this some great beer establishment like oh my god I can't believe what they have here. This looks like an abandoned warehouse that used to say catering kegs across the top that the signs fell down and they got a roll up door that's just got a bunch of like beer equipment in the back. Yeah, it, you know, and for people who aren't familiar with the area, if you drive down, it's basically like, you know, hood specialty meat shop, uh, kids' school uniforms. Chicken, chicken wings. Um, chicken wings, check cashing tank, places. Uh, uh, tank, why am I going to call it a tankeria, the, the Mexican grocery store? Taqueria? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, they got they got those there, too. Tienda. Uh, and, you know, and, and Boost Mobile. So a lot of boost mobile. And then if you go down a little bit further, it, it starts to stink because there's like a water treatment place or some sort of sanitation place there. And then if you keep going, you run into LaBerge Casino. So I, I, I go in and, you know, this is the first time. So I, I brought a, a, CO, a, a tank because you got to the CO2 is part of the getting the kegerator. So you got to get your CO2 tank filled somewhere. A lot of people say they use welding shops. I read online that this person does it. So. I wanted to just kind of peruse their keg inventory. So I get there, and he's got like a friend that's behind the counter. doesn't work there. He's just chatting my ear off because I'm wearing my work clothes, and he starts asking me about work and shit like that. Classic Craig. And There are Craigs everywhere. I, I think work this talk. guy was actually named Craig. <laughs> so... I'm sitting in there, and he's got like a bunch of pull tabs, like off the, all, like off your beer uh, draft towers, and he's got a bunch of Boddingtons and all kinds of old fucking shit in there. It looks pretty cool. It's like yeah, I'd like one of those, but I don't have the space. If you go watch a video, you'll see why. So, great tease. I talked to Donald, and he's like, "Oh okay, yeah, 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 CO2 bottle. Yeah, all I take is uh." As he's filling it up, he goes, all I take is cash. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, as long as you're not charging me more than like 80 bucks on that, I should have that covered. He goes, yeah, it'll be 20 I was like, all right, fine. So he comes back and he goes, hey, so what uh, what you what you uh, using this for? And I said, well, I just got a kegerator. I'm uh, putting it in like tonight, and I wanted to make sure I had the CO2 bottle. He goes, oh, you need a, you need a keg? What size? I was like, it's quarter keg, six keg, you know, something. They fit both of them. Hey, come, 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 come see. So I follow this guy into like this walk-in, like, refrigerator and it's real it's like it's just me and him and his friend like i could be toast right here i'm about to go in where they where they got all the kegs and i walk in and i mean there's a lot of fucking kegs in this motherfucker this guy's got kegs everywhere and i don't i mean i, I don't see anybody else driving up so i don't know where the business is coming from but it but he's like hey look uh there's some your shandy keg right here that you said your wife wanted for first is is literally right here and i'm like okay and i know how much Total Wine says they're selling it for. I was like, so how much? Selling what? Do they sell kegs at Total Wine? Yeah, they do. They sell kegs at Total Wine. So like the summer shandy keg at Total Wine was like eighty bucks. So he says, well, yeah, with the deposit. So that's another thing about kegs. If you pick what keg up for somewhere, it's a fifty dollar deposit. So they, they kind of get you where you keep swapping your keg in and out of there. Now, if you just dropped off, I guess you get your fifty bucks back. But it's just so easy just to keep doing business with the same person. So get the keg. Uh cost me I think a hundred. So it was about twenty dollars more. But then he took ten dollars off the deposit or something like that. So I think he ended up paying ten bucks more. He was just happy that I was there. So Did you have to pay that cash too? Yeah, it was in cash. So uh, no, okay, so I'm one of those few people that still carry cash, don't fucking rob me. I'll fucking punch your dick off and I have a knife on me at all times. <laughs> 
But I had I, enough I, cash to cover this. I was looking for my wallet. I don't have it on me. It's on my desk, but I believe I have one Nicaraguan dollar and maybe like a few sticky notes. Uh-oh. He, he's f- fold the money into the mic. That boy stacked up. He ain't deep pocket Dan, but he's counting he's counting chips. I got I got about two hundred right here. That's not that's not crazy money. It's just two hundred. Now I I will say that's just it was more it was more after I did two kegs and everything else. So I've done cash and all that. So he kind of depleted me a little bit. But anyway, brought home, got the keg, got it all installed. We floated the keg in about seven days. My uh, my man Dan ran the economics for me. If I pull two hundred pints using the the uh, cheaper keg versus beers. Uh, about eight cents cheaper a beer kind of coming from the keg plus better taste it takes me about like 107 months or something to get my money back i don't know exactly what he's doing but he ran the number so shout out to dan um it's a luxury item thanks for doing the the economics on a luxury item dan thank you yeah so in about 10 years you'll break even i can only hope or if i drink more beer i just break even sooner so incentive right there that's right so Anyway, you'll have to come up during football season, and we can pull some pints. Oh and- yeah, and we and Harley also sent a little preview. It's it's preseason for the man cave too. He's got a nice six screen spread. Uh, you're only going to charge people, you know, charge them ten dollars to the man cave, and then you know twenty dollars for unlimited keg beer. No, 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 no. You, you get free access to the keg if you come over to the house, and and yeah, you can watch you can watch games with me, no problem. Unless so, you're Craig, then you then you got to bring something. So you you floated the first keg for the wife. It, it has it even been her birthday yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so her her birthday was like that Tuesday. I installed it Saturday, so it, she had she had it through her birthday, and I floated it on Friday, and I put Pacifico in there next. And she uh, found out on the first night that I, I drank eight beers because I was pouring the lime out into the sink, which is I got like a little basket that catches large shit so it doesn't go in the disposal. I don't know. It's my wife's thing. I, I don't understand it because I would just normally run the disposal, but I guess that's better. I don't have to go fix the disposal as much. And she counted eight limes and I didn't think that was a lot of beer. Like one night watching fights from from. Well, we were watching fights from seven to like midnight. That's five hours, eight beers. That's not that much. I wasn't. I didn't feel drunk. It's not. So Dan was like acting like I was, you know, he'd be puking drunk as shit. And I'm like, dude, it's eight beers. It wasn't that bad. Dan drinks three Michelob Ultras and he thinks he's getting wild. So, mm-hmm. shout out to Dan. You have deep pockets, but you can't you can't down any deep numbers of alcohol. So. I guess you're the actual winner there because you're cheap drunk. You're not going to buy a kegerator. You're just going to have your wife uh, split a bottle of schnapps and y'all both be good. Well, it'd take him about 30 years to break even at the point that he would go. So definitely not economical at that point, even if it's a luxury flex item. So, Al, what else uh, you have to talk about? Any any more comments there? Uh, For the kegerator, you're going to give it a nickname or something? You're going to... Slap a Raiders logo on it, little Raider Raider. Uh, oh, I didn't there. I didn't think about naming the keg, so it's a keggy the, instead of Craig. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, keggers. Oh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> what What I would say is, it's an Edge Star is the brand I got. I was no going, free ads. I was going between that and Summit. 
Uh, but I just went with Edge Star because I could get it in the time frame. It seemed like the reviews were about the same. The prices are about the same. Just a little easier to get Edge Star there. But I, now I know I could have went straight with the, distri- the distributor, and I probably could have got it for even cheaper someplace out of Alabama, but I'm not going to talk about them. I really do like keggers now. I guess we can get somebody who's decent with Photoshop to get a picture of Craig's head and then put it on like a, a keg. You know, his body being the keg and, you know, slap it on there. Or I, I don't know what you could do here. But I, like I, like ke- it. I like keggers. We, we should, it's going to be keggers. We're going to be drinking keggers. So you got any beer in mind for round three? So that I mean that's why we're trying these local beers here. So that's why I don't think I don't think Batcher uh, Blonde Ale is going to make the cut. You pulled it up. Can we get a pronunciation right, check here into the mic robot voice? Let's see if we can do it. Here. I do this with Amber all the time because we come across words. She like that's not how you say that. And I go, let's go to Google and hit the translate. Batcher. Batcher. Yeah, I think I got it right. I think I was closer than you. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go back through it. Check yeah. the tapes. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going to claim victory on that, even though I, I have no idea if I was got right, but I think I was. So we're open to suggestions. I do want to try to do some local stuff. Like uh, Paradise Park is on my on my list. I kind of like that one a little bit. I could go pick that one out up out of the Noya um, on my way home from work or something like that. Or uh, maybe some Rally Cap, some Tin Roof. You know, I just it'd be fun to just go for a Sunday, do a little brunch at one of the breweries, do a little taste test and go home with a keg. What? That's, that sounds like fun. <laughs> that also sounds like the start of alcoholism. So just be on the lookout. Just as long as you acknowledge it, you can't have a problem. Yeah, as long as you got somebody counting how many limes are in the sink, you know, the morning after. <laughs> Keep you, keeping me accountable. Yep. All right. So. One of the other things I did the other day is, Al, have you ever been underestimated? Like somebody just sizes you up and you're just, to them, you're going to fail? This is for strangers? Yeah, strangers. I I feel like strangers give me the benefit of the doubt. The people who know me are the ones who underestimate me. (laughs) Okay. And that's facts. So, strangers, I walk through, I, I, I assume I'm a fairly bigger guy even though i don't uh i don't picture myself that way i got a mustache generally i have a scowl on my face unless i'm with my son or i got resting bitch face or whatever the equivalent is for a dude i guess for a dude you would call it stoic um and then uh sorry for the gender roles and then uh you know they don't people generally don't mess with me so uh so no i'd say in that sense i'm not underestimated but you know we go the other way. Uh, yes, I would say so. But anyway, it sounds like you're getting underestimated by a stranger here. Maybe Donald again. We're going to cut through before we get to that, and we're going to do another taste test right here. We got Tin Roof Blonde Ale right here. You really got to think for these blondes, huh? I mean, I'm married to one. Might as well f- fill keggers with some blonde. Sniff test. Smells a little fruity for a blonde. Kind of like Craig. Uh, it's alcohol is 5%. It's from Tin Roof here in Baton Rouge. It's got a little bit more of a an actual taste to it, I guess, on the initial taste, and then the aftertaste is basically nothing. Kind of refreshing. Let me, let me take another sip here. 
So I really like this one. It's just smooth to drink. There's not really a crazy aftertaste. You can taste a little bit of hops, but it's not like IPA-style hops. You just get a little tinge of hops to me, and it's just smooth to drink, easy to drink. So Tin Roof, Blonde, that one's uh, that one potentially is on the on the keg, going into Kreger's. You know, this one definitely does have more of a taste up front. I don't know. But it doesn't linger. That's the difference with this one. It doesn't linger. It hits you, and then it's gone. It's just refreshing. You can drink a bunch of them. Yeah. But if you're Dan, that's probably not what you want. I'd probably give it a slightly less rating. Ah, interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not, this, not that big of a fan of this style of beer, so I'd probably I'd give it a... I guess I was a little too harsh with my first six point two, but uh, no, keep it keep it on the scale six point two sticks. If, if, if that's the thing I'm sticking to, I'll give this a five point nine. Ooh, five point nine. I'm a tough critic though, and and I, I'm I'm big into stouts, you know. Stouts are kind of. I think there's some stuff with kegs where you got to do some special shit if you're gonna put Guinness and some other stuff in there. I got to do my research. I got to talk to Donald. I, actually, we we need to have Donald on the pod. I'd love to go pod with Donald. I wonder at if the we brewery. Could, I wonder if we could pod in the freezer. I, you don't want to do that. It's kind of cold in there. No, bring some fucking parkas. <laughs> Just start, what we should do is do some lifting. Anyway, I was talking about being underestimated by a random. So my wife. This Friday, she goes, oh, you're off today. I was like, yeah, I got to do some work from the house a little bit. I can I can work from home. I don't have to go all the way into the know you. And she goes, oh, okay, well, um, I, I need somebody to transport some hay for, for this barn. I'm going to get a discount, blah, blah, blah. It's worth like $300, $400. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, no problem. All I got to do is take a trailer, pick up some hay, deliver some hay. This should be like a maybe a three-hour job. She can save four hundred dollars. Yeah, that's that's worth my time. Hey Dan, crunch those numbers for me. But I think I think we're okay. I was like, yeah, I I will agree on my day off to do this to save some money. So I I look now. It's supposed to rain, so I wanted to use the flat trailer, but now I got to use the horse trailer, which is enclosed. Whatever. So it's a gooseneck. I drive up, and I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere in Clinton, Louisiana. No cell service, nothing like that. I'm reading some directions that say that Google Maps isn't going to be right, but Google Maps takes me exactly where I'm supposed to be. So now I'm like, am I in the right spot? I roll back. There's this guy named Big Larry. Big Larry Grenier, no last names. And he says... uh, No one's going to be able to spell that if they're not from Louisiana. We're good. He goes, hey, uh, just go back up over to that barn. He goes, but don't go down the hill to back up. Go up the hill to back up. I was like, yeah, what fucking idiot would go down the hill? It's way harder to back up coming up a hill. You could slip. You got too much weight. If I turn up the hill, use my momentum, drive up, it's way easier to back down. See, you've never driven a truck. You're not a truck guy. You've never gotten stuck. When you get stuck in a truck, it sucks. So going down. <laughs> Damn, nice rhyme, bro. When you go down. A slope, the truck's going to roll pretty good. If you have to go up, you can have a lot of slippage, especially if you're you're heavy. So, I was just trying to picture the terrain because nowhere around here has hills. Well, in Clinton, in Clinton, there's some hills up there. So anyway, it was a decent, it was a decent like slope. So I pull up, I, I start to back up, and I like literally just fucked up. I went the wrong way. I wasn't, I was not paying attention. And I went to go straighten up, and the guy walks up and goes, "Hey, you you probably don't want to hear this." But I'm just going to say it. I was just like, oh, he's about too to Too much me. drug for you. He was about to give me tips on how to back up. He's like, yeah, uh, when you got this much room, don't worry about where your truck is. Just worry about where the trailer is. I was like, you know what? Good tip. 
whatever. So now this guy all now this guy just never met me before thinks too much truck for me. Can't back it up. Can't back up that gooseneck. So I end up backing up. I hit exactly where I'm supposed to be. No big deal. So I get out and this guy, big Larry, he's kind of he's kind of slender. He's probably 70, 65, somewhere in that ballpark. Slender or you know what? He's a farm worker, so he's probably looks older than he is. Hashtag country strong. So he's a, a backup, and so what the wife said is there's supposed to be people here to help me load it, and I'm just there. Well, guess what? There's no one fucking there. The people is Big Larry, <laughs> no, who ain't that no, no, big. No, the people is not Big Larry. Big Larry's the one selling it. Big Larry's not the one uh, stacking it. Guess who ends up stacking it? Fucking this guy. I, I've heard from people that... that- I guess you didn't have to bail the actual hay, but you were moving the bales of hay. And I've heard that is a uh, very arduous task. So what what it is, is he's got these things stacked up. They're about 10 high, just stacked up on each other, and it's a wall of hay. 10 high is probably what, like fucking 20 feet? Yeah, it's, it's, it's high. It's between 15 and 20 feet. So uh, the bales are about 12 inches high, maybe, and maybe... Maybe 24 inches long, something like that, and they're a cube, so you do the math. Craig, not that type of bail. <laughs> I've had to do that for him. Hashtag, Shout out to Craig. Hashtag juvie. So I'm looking at it, and he goes, hey, um, so all you got to do is take this this stack right here and put it in the trailer. I'm sitting there going, I've never fucking pulled hay from this shit before. I'm looking at it and going, all right. I said, hey, look, dude. What's your, what's your, what's the technique here? He's like, ah, well, you know, just pull and run and it'll fall. I was like, okay, so you don't climb these bales of hay and throw them off the top to the ground or anything. No, no, no. You just, it's like Jenga. You grab one in the middle and you just hope it all falls and you run so it doesn't fucking hit you. You you run obviously you run away without the bale that you pull. Oh no yeah 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 you because it's way too heavy. Yeah you just try to you know, the bales probably weigh like twenty five to fifty pounds somewhere in there, and you basically you're trying to unstabilize the jenga, let it fall, and you run. So he tells me about this, and so he watches me do one like this is training for him. He watches me do one to evaluate that I'm not going to kill myself. Thanks for the help, Larry. Not and so. They, I understand why you said his last name now. He's he ain't he ain't a helper. So, uh, well, we'll get to Larry. So it falls, and so I grab him, and I'm just carrying him into the trailer. So I'm probably walking maybe like ten feet, and putting him in the trailer, stacking them five high, uh, and I, I I end up getting sixty bales in this in this back of the horse trail, and then another twenty. 21 in the in the tack room so 81 bales of hay is what i put in this trailer so he he looks and he watches what i'm doing he's like hey look just advice i would throw a bunch in there and then walk in and stack i was like okay cool thanks larry so larry leaves i started using larry's technique and then larry comes back probably like 15 minutes later uh first thing he tells me is hey i probably uh probably wouldn't have wore shorts and I was like, yeah, uh, Larry, I'm not supposed to be doing this. I wasn't planning on, on on doing hay here. So I'm not in the attire. You pulled the clerks. I'm not even supposed <laughs> to be working today. Hashtag no days off. So he comes back and he goes, oh, 
oh, you're pretty far along. I guess Big Larry thought I was going to be some fucking weakling and was going to tire out. Larry comes back. I have 38 stacked already in probably about 15 minutes. I'm drenched in fucking sweat because it's like 90-something degrees outside. And it's humid as shit. So he watches for a little while. I knock some more down. I'm, every time you knock them down like Jenga, you get about like another like seven to eight of them fall on you. Or not on you, but around you. So I'm put, I'm putting them in. Finally get it about 52 of them in. And then the next truck and trailer shows up. I guess this is the help. It's a, it's a girl and a guy. Guess what this guy's name is? Larry. Craig. Damn it. <laughs> I told you there's Craigs everywhere. So... This guy Craig and his uh he's he's wearing like clouds and he's got like this guy's dressed like how you think Eric would dress what to do fuck? some like joggers and some like tight tee and what, shit. What what are clouds? Like the cloud, the Swiss running shoes and shit, those cloud X's and all that shit. I'll have to look it up. Wow, you're like the only person who doesn't know what the clouds are. I'm sure I've seen them. Because there's all these running shoes that are, you know, hip now that there's, like, no advertising for them. You just see every Tom, Dick, and Craig with them on. So, I'll look it up. So, while you look that up. So, this guy comes in, and he's got a Ford diesel, a little jacked up. But he's only got a bumper pull trailer, small trailer. Oh, yeah, I've seen these before. They have, like, the DC logo on them. Yeah, these are everywhere. Yeah, they are. So, this guy comes out. And then they helped me with the like the last ten, and then we, I pull off the trailer, and we back in his truck, and then my wife finally shows up, because she was I guess supposed to help too. She went to the wrong house, she said. She really did a a great job of avoiding work here, just not showing up when she was supposed to. Knew that as soon as I was get there, I wasn't gonna wait. I was gonna just fucking load myself. Like I, I completely was red and do. How come y'all didn't just drive together? Uh, she stayed in Covington the night before at her friend's house to celebrate her birthday a couple days later, blah, blah, blah. So she was just meeting us there. So, and plus, I'm driving the truck and trailer. I don't need a, I don't need any help. We load the other one. So we ended up with like 68 in the truck and trailer on the other one. So I'm like at whatever the math ends up being, I'm at 141. That's the final number. So maybe he had a little less because I had 81 for sure. So do the math a little bit. That means 61 on his end or 60. So we get we get all that loaded. All right. So now we're going to Baton Rouge with, with all this hay. Okay, cool. No problem. Well... Again, there's there's supposed to be people there, and we're going to pause. So the guy shows up, and we start driving towards Prairieville, and what what the or South Baton Rouge in between Prairieville and there, and I get told again that there's going to be some high schoolers there to help. Like I guess a couple of them. All right, no big deal, right? Young kids. I've just threw all this hay. I'm soaking wet now. I get about an hour drive from Clinton there to kind of cool off. Blah blah blah. So I get all the way down there. Of course, beat the other guy, <laughs> rookie, Craig, of course. I get down there, I park, and if you ever loaded hay, like a lot of times they, they put it in a loft is where the hay goes, but they got this like conveyor belt contraption that you throw the hay on, it takes it up there, and then somebody goes, anyway. <laughs> there is literally five people up top to sort the hay and move the hay around, and there's me on the fucking bottom. I am throwing hay out of the trailer onto this conveyor belt up and somehow going faster than 
five people up top can fucking move. I'm fucking killing it. I'm the A-plus prospect of hay at the moment. Sign that man up for the challenge. I'm fucking still sore. This was like three days ago. And we keep we keep going. I, I get the trailer out of there. I get their tra- their trailer out of there. And these high school kids, uh, so there's a, the tack room where I got like 21 in there. You couldn't like open. The, the barn wasn't wide enough for me to open the door and get those out. So I have to pull up outside the barn. So it's going to be a little longer walk with those. And these, these high school kids are walking around like acting like they've done a bunch of shit and they're tired. No, they've done shit. One of them's got like a Care Bear shirt on, like. This has got big Eric energy here. So we, uh, shout out to Leo. That, that's a good boy. He opened his bedroom door, saw we were potting, and then shut it back. Good boy. <laughs> so anyway, Care Bear and the other dude, I was like, hey, we got 21 left over here. They're like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they don't come over. And in typical, this is kind of like, I couldn't be more of my father's son here is I was like, okay, you're not going to help. Fuck it. I'm just going to show you how to do work. Start throwing them out of the trailer, start moving them over, throwing them on the conveyor belt. And finally the lady's, the lady's mom sees me doing this for about eight of the 21 and says, Hey, go help him. So they finally but come over. The, the, these people that you're unloading this stuff at the barn, like, are you selling these people the hay? Like, who who are these in the no no like who well, are I these never, in the farm economy? So basically, these are the people giving us the discount. Oh, the bad son just opened the door, aka bow. So these are the people giving the discount to Ella because she's got a client horse there that we're getting a discount on anyway. So they're just the. They're the ones that write the check. They're not the one, they're the ones giving us the discount, but that's about it. So end up uh, getting all the hay out, sore shit, tired as fuck. Got home and f- immediately floated the keg because you know I needed needed to cool off some hydrate. And then uh, you know that was it. That was me throwing around some hay, showing the young bucks that I still got it. And the moral of the story is. Big Larry, after seeing me work my ass off to load all that shit, when I was pulling out, he stopped me, and he goes, "Hey, you worked really hard." I was like, "I was like, oh, thanks, dude." He goes, he "You're goes, only halfway done." He goes, "He goes, yeah, um, you know, when when I when I saw you, and first looked at you, I figured we didn't, you you weren't going to be able to do it." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean." Yeah, that's that's cool. And then he goes, "Yeah, I heard you uh, tell your wife you ran five miles or something that morning before you did all that." And when you when I heard that, I was like, "Oh yeah, this guy's fit." So Big Larry gave me some props and then said, uh, "Yeah," and, and I told him, "Hey, um, I understand that you underestimated me because one, I got AIDS, and two, I'm backing up the trailer, and I fucked up." I didn't tell him I got AIDS. That would not go well in the country. Took a Mecca Okafor and Karam Butler. I fucked up. And uh, he he was just he was happy. He said I'm invited back anytime. No no problem if I want to throw hay. And I was like, all right, cool, dude. Uh, I'm out. Thank you, Larry. So did so did Larry was selling the hay, and then you guys were bringing it to the client. Well, the client was the other trailer that showed up, so they gave Larry a check while we were there. And, uh. the, and, and so then we 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 drove off. So big Larry had the check. And I was leaving, and Big Larry was very impressed with my skills. And he goes, I've also been underestimated because I'm slender and stuff, but I still got it. And that's He pointed what he, to his biceps? Yeah, yes, he did. Glamour muscles. Big big Larry. But that, that's about it for pulling hay. 
Damn, dude, you're putting in some work so much for a fucking day off. Well, that, that's the thing, right? You're only supposed to be moving uh, back and forth a little bit with some shipments, driving a truck, you know, big truck guy energy, and then you end up having to pull the manual labor card. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Nah, that's all right. It was a good hey, workout. You, hey, you got the flex. You got you got the content for the pod. Yeah, I also met Big Larry. All right, I know, um, you know, not a smooth transition here, but we got, you know, I just got a little stuff here. Now, Harley, I did attend a three-year-old's birthday party a couple weeks after um, oh, Leo's. Oh, yeah? How, how long did you stay? Oh, we got kicked out. <laughs> what do you mean? No, nah, we didn't get kicked out, but we were, like, the last people there. Oh, but I, uh, You know what? Props to you, because you're, you evidently go down with the ship on the birthday parties there, so at least you follow your own rules. So... I guess I'll just give a little short synopsis of it. Um, you know, I think it around... Jesus Christ, bow again. This fucking pussy. Um, so I ate seven pieces of the Domino's pizza. Is that... What do you think of that as a guest? They had about five pizzas. It kind of depends on how much is left like if you just like if it got there and I you ate, just put seven on your plate that's bad if it's I, like I ate after three, everybody if it was like three hours after the pizza's been sitting out and it's like in like this is not getting consumed territory then the only thing you're doing is if there's like a, a guy there that it's like yeah i'm about to eat this pizza for the rest of the week at work maybe you're fucking the host over there but other than that most of that's not a faux pas right so this was already this was already about two hours into the party, and there was about five to seven sta- pizza boxes stacked, and and pretty much everybody had eaten. Like the cake had already come out, and I go, I'm pretty hungry, so I I just started housing pizza. So I did that. I was the only adult there to be in a bathing suit going into the bounce house and slip and slide. You know, I don't know if that's a faux pas or not, but uh, you know, Leo needs some help in there, so had that going for me. And, uh, was it advertised as a pool party? Or- yeah. It, okay. All right. I was just curious why we, you had a bathing suit on. Like, were you just wearing chubbies? We uh, we attended this child. Shout out to Carter. Uh, happy belated birthday! Even though I told you uh, happy birthday when we were there, um, the year previously they had a you know same sort of outdoor setup, so I knew what to expect. So didn't come in the bathing suit, but I packed it and and we changed once Leo saw it because the man loves a bounce house. And, uh, you know, that was about it from that. It had a little, uh, also had a little interesting happening around the house Friday, Saturday. Um, during the day on Friday when I was at work, Amber's like, something stinks. I think something's dead in the house. And we had, we had heard a little scrambling up in the attic. Um, you know, I, I had some rat traps up there or whatnot. And uh, Amber started smelling something. So when I get home on Friday... Uh, I lift down the pull-down attic, and boom, big fat rat glued to the rat trap just falls down. Is he so, alive or dead at the time? Oh, he was dead. Okay. He, was, he was a big fat boy. Thanks for nothing, Bow, um, who just jumped up on the table and is about to get on the controls. I've got to kick this boy out. He just keeps sneaking in here. So dead rat falls down. Throw it in a garbage bag. I go back up there to see if there's any other, you know, nefarious activities going on in the attic. I'm sure there is, but I couldn't see anything, so I came back down. Next day, Harley's coming over. Uh, 
during Leo's nap time, we're going to do a little workout. Well, about 30 minutes to an hour before that, I'm messing around with Leo. You know, farts are funny. He's three years old. I'm three years old mentally. So, you know, put my ass cheek against the wall. Hey, Leo, about to rip a fart. Listen to this one. And I shit my pants. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, big cat energy right there. So that was fun. You know, not a lot of shit, but, you know, some hot squirt shot out of there. About the size of a, a slug the French would eat. So, you know, change underwear. Harley comes over. We get a little workout in, light workout since Harley was bailing hay and I'm out of shape. So, we uh, did a little workout in the Iron Jungle, a.k.a. the Trap House. Hot as fuck in there. Probably about at least 10 degrees hotter than what it was outside. So it was probably like 95 degrees or something. Let's say 98 degrees. Shout out to Nick Lachey. Probably not, but we were sweating our ass off. Got got a little svitz and, and a sweat in. Um, And then, you know, have, have another little trip to the bathroom. Harley leaves at halftime of the soccer game, you know. And Amber doesn't believe me with this, but, you know, it's episode of Parks and Rec. Harley, you can weigh in if you want. But, you know, there's some shits where I just cannot get a clean wipe. At a certain point, I just give up. Like, you're not you're not coming out with, you know, I have baby wipes in my bathroom because you have a kid and you wipe his ass with that after he takes a shit or something. So, you know, I even got the baby wipes, threw them in the trash can. You just got to go shower. I can't, I mean, I'm a veteran pooper. I've done it many times in my life. I don't think I've ever had a time where I had to leave not clean, um, but that's just me. Do you have a hairy ass? You're uh, not generally a so, hairy man. So I would say, like, there's hair there, but as far as, like, on the scale of, like, bare ass to Lance Morello, I'm probably, like, 25% of that. Like it's not it's not jungle back there, but there's definitely some uh some tall grass. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's probably something with me, but I'm just gonna blame it on that. Anyway, so since Amber's on this kick of you know, there was something dead in the attic yesterday. Dead in your ass today. She's a little like lingering. So, you know, then so that happened on Friday. This is Saturday. Saturday afternoon, we have our garbage can and recycling in this like little side room. It's annoying as shit, but we just have it in there. So, you know, I dumped the bathroom trash can in in there. Amber's like, I, I think I think there's another dead rat or dead mouse in in the bat in the you know garbage room. Like I I know I know there's something in there. Now we had the trash was kind of full in there, and and I hadn't emptied it, so I was like, that's probably just. Probably just something from the fridge or something that we threw in there that stinks. But uh, I didn't see any rats or anything in there. I didn't really even smell it, but my sense of smell ain't great. Uh, I don't know if it's coronavirus that I never knew I had or what. But I'm thinking the stench was the baby wipes from my, uh, you know, trips to the bathroom that day. And I think she was just smelling that straight ass. Because today, Harley, you can step in after this pod and smell that garbage room. I've already taken the trash out with that, but I don't think it stinks. So I hadn't smelled anything in your house. And that when you started in there, I was like, oh, yeah, she's smelling his butt wipes. Yeah, so. so I have, I guess I have notorious, you know, I have notoriously bad gas and whatever. So I'm going to just chalk it up to Amber thinks that my ass basically smells like the equivalent of a dead rat. So that I got that going for me. At least you had to shower 
since you couldn't get a wipe, which is probably more showers than you normally get in a week. So shout out to your butt for helping you out there. Showers this weekend, I'm at one. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, it depends it's Sunday. On, de- it's Sunday. De- you should be at, uh, does Friday count as a weekend? Dep- start, when does the weekend start on Friday? When you get off of work. I'm at one. Oh, my God. You should be at least at two, potentially three, depending on, like, like did you do yard work today? Or any time during the weekend? Oh, never mind. I don't want to know these <laughs> answers. We all know the answer. Okay. What what time are we at here, Harley? Are we we coming in on the J Bone Pod? Or we got a little. No, we got, we got about twenty here. minutes before we're supposed to call in the J Bone Pod. Uh, what we'll do at the end of this podcast, I'm going to tell a story about uh, a time where I woke up and basically about died, and I'm going to tell that to J Bone. And Jimbo, who I think is going to be there, and we're going to get their reaction. I'd rather do it with them because I had to. I gave a little bit of details on the story to Al already. I want a fresh audience on this, and I think I've been rehearsing my story pretty well. I got it thought out, so I want to. I want to try this material on these two uh, jabronis from from Boston, Mass. Can I make a prediction? Sure. J Bone will use the word unreal. <laughs> when no, hearing that, this story, yeah, I could I could tell him I, I took a shit yesterday, and he'd be like, "Dude, unreal, I did too." <laughs> okay, um, yeah, me too. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Uh, so you know, since we got twenty minutes left, I'll just do a couple talking small staples here. Uh, price Price Watch of Bitcoin, aka Buttcoin. Uh, as of one hour before checking the po- before the pod, we're at twenty three thousand. Ooh, it's up three hundred and seventy one. So we're don't we're, call it a comeback. We're holding steady in the in the twenty thousand range. So not mad at it. And then I'll follow this up since it's been a while. I'm sure Harley has a very special one of these, but I'll do mine first. Shout out to the best to ever do it. Bill Russell died, for, born in West Monroe, Louisiana. Louisiana boy. You know, it goes without saying, we alluded to J-Bone earlier, Boston Celtic fan. Bill Russell, obviously, Boston Celtic legend. As Rosillo said, you know, just say I'm the captain of the Celtics. 11 rings, first black coach in the NBA. What can you say? The man's a legend. 11 rings. Too many rings for both hands. Come on. So my best to ever do it. This one's near and dear to my heart. Pawpaw cheese balls. My Basically, my mom's. Dad, what do you mean? Basically, he is well, your I mean, mom's that's, dad. That is what he is, or what he was. I guess still is, but he uh, passed away about two weeks ago now. Papa Cheese Balls was a uh, was a was a great great man. Uh, we call him Cheese Balls because as a kid he entertained me by throwing cheese balls up in the air and catching them in his mouth. Always had that big tub. Shout out to Utz, who's still rocking those big tubs. That's where you learned me and Harley in high school would throw gummy gummy bears across the class, catch them in our mouth. You couldn't have done that with cheese balls. The the cheese ball isn't doesn't weigh enough to really make it across the whole not dense enough. There you go. Mass. Something Keggers has. And Craigers. A lot of similarities between those two. But I, I would say that one of the things that you that you are happy for is when somebody's 89 years old they lived a long life and jay bone one of his episodes he actually recorded like a eulogy and service type things for like i guess his great grandparents or great uncles or something like that i I don't remember the exact uh, relative relative but he went and recorded that i will tell you that when you do a remembrance 
that shit's pretty heavy. Like you have people talking about like experiences and you're like, oh yeah, Paul Paul was a good guy. But you, you you don't take it you take it for granted while they're living and you don't you don't think about it. So that part kind of sucks. Well, what are some of the good stories? Well, like Paul Paul Cheese Balls, I guess this is where <laughs> I get my man tips from. He took his third wife out, so the eventual third wife. For a nice seafood dinner. He went and picked her up. Now she had some kids at the time. He walked in. I don't know why he messed with the refrigerator, but he opened the door and says, Ah, oh, this door's opening up to the wrong side. I need to swap this. So before the date, he she swapped the way the refrigerator door opened. Hashtag man tips and said That'll get him wet. That's basically putting your dick on the table. Like, hey, look, I fix shit. This is my house now. I'm the captain now. Boom. There's a reason why she became his third wife because that you know that's a great that's showing value. Now, how did he know that? Was it the arrangement of her her kitchen that he's like this is the wrong uh, side? Of, was well, this I didn't European? get to ask him. He was dead. Was this European? Like you know, we drive on the right, they drive on the left, and he didn't like the way the Krauts installed the door or something. I, no, I out of I assume it's something where he opened it up and it's it, it couldn't either open all the way because there's some obstruction or for some reason it was the wrong way to open, but. He Anyway, that's a first date uh, or second date move by Paw Paw Cheese Balls. Big, big, big man tip energy there. That's a panty dropper for sure. And so you had stories like that, and then you had other stories like my dad told like the first time he was dropping my mom off at the, at the house or something. And he she's like, hey, come meet my parents. And dad was evidently like, I don't want to do that. And the big thing about this, like my dad will get frustrated and yell, but he'll yell at you. Like when you're working on a project, like he'll take frustration out on you. Papa cheese balls evidently takes it out on the object that he's working on. So dad drops mom off and he goes to meet and my evidently Papa cheese balls is under a car and just fucking throwing F bombs and saying shit, blah, 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 all at the car. And then just rolls out and Hey, Hey Kathy, how you doing? Hey, Hey, Butch, how you doing? Like, as nice as can be, and just was literally just blowing F-bombs and shit down there. So that's one big difference between Paw Paw and my dad, and I'm, I'm probably more on my dad's side here, is Paw Paw just yells at objects. Me and Dad take our frustrations out on relatively people around us at the time. So I wish I had a little more cheese balls, a little less Butch in that, that realm of my life. Good thing you got dogs instead of kids. But, um... So, so you hear stories like that, and you, you you know that's that's kind of touching. And my uncle told one that is an all timer. I, I wish I would have had the podcast out for this. Jay Boone would appreciate uh, this. He um, so my uncle was a freshman in high school and was with like the seniors, and you know, kind of like hazing fraternity type stuff. He's in the back seat of the car, and they try to tell him real follower type here, big Craig energy. Hey, moon that car over there. So uh, my uncle moons the car, shows shows cheeks, <laughs> and and evidently they identified his butt or some shit like that. So he ends up in the principal's office. And they were like, hey, you might want to get that checked out. That could be cancer on that left cheek there. So they bring him into the principal's office, and they call Papa Cheeseballs down because, hey, look, your son's in the principal's office. We have to talk to you. So Papa Cheeseballs comes down there, and they tell him what he did. And he goes, that's fucking it? 
That's fucking it? You call me fucking down here because he showed his fucking ass? <laughs> Who gives a fuck about showing some ass? He said, when I used to play football in City Park, when we finished playing, we just stripped naked and jumped in a fucking uh, pond. <laughs> and he's like, well, I think your son's showing his sexual desires on to those girls he mooned. He goes, sexual desires? Was I doing that? Butt naked in the pond in City Park? I don't fucking think so. We're fucking done here. So my uncle got suspended three days, but Papa Cheeseballs, not happy to be called from his government job or Lockheed Martin. Shout out to where my second dad worked. He knew Storm and Norm. Uh, AKA Papa Cheese Balls. But that that's just a good story that he, he doesn't he, he he knows work's important. Don't call him down for some bush league shit. His son's just showing ass. Who gives a fuck? That hey, that that's very important, having your son's back and backside there. You gotta love it. So shout out Papa Cheese Balls, one of the best to ever do it. I will tell you Rest in peace, one of the best to ever do it. Now, Harley, do you know what happened? Well, were you about to say it, but do you know what happened to the tapes? Because Uncle Norman had some very incriminating tapes of the Talking Small Pod. So that might they might end up coming out. Um, Al and I were the like five. There was like five males in our sixth grade class or some shit like we that. We got absolutely fucking railroaded in our sixth grade class. Do you remember the name of that teacher? I can't remember it off the top of my head right now. I could kind of no, picture her. I, I don't. I don't remember her name at but all. We we were out in the portables. <laughs> during English class, uh, and and we had to do some play. And like Harley said, there was literally six males in the class, and I believe half of those males were probably legally retarded. So can we say that on the pod? I guess we can. Not not on J Bones pod. Uh, yeah, this is talking small podcast. We can say whatever we want, unfiltered, raw, and uncut. Anyway, so. Our English teacher, I don't know why she thought this was actual drama class or something that required to be uh, no, we had honest. To do, we had to put a play. We had to do a play. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sixth we, grade year. Yeah, we had to do a play, but it was it was a Shakespeare's play called The Midsummer's Night Dream. Which I always guess on Jeopardy, even though it's never the answer. Shakespeare had a lot of, you know, <laughs> he, he did a lot of things. So... We had to do that play, but what I was saying was, like, she wanted to be, I guess, honest to the work or the period for some reason, even though it was sixth grade in a fucking portable English class. No, that was just her way to force us to be involved, because we didn't want to be involved. We were too cool for school. We just wanted to listen to Al's mixtapes that he recorded from the box, just chill outside, throw the football type shit. But she's like, no, nah, y'all going to be in this play. We got dude parts playing chicks. Hey, yeah. Harley, you're Thisbe. Nut up. Yeah, so it was like you have to be, you know, true to Shakespeare. And back then they didn't let women be in the plays, so the women parts were played by dudes. And y'all are going to be playing some fucking chicks. So who's to say we're not transgender friendly? We we did oh, it before. I, sent, all I sent you that picture of the Paul had me as a fucking with a wig on in sixth grade looking like a looking like a tasty treat. Looking like a snack. Yeah, so uh so me and Harley had to do this play and I guess apparently through the play like they fucking kissed through a wall or something. I don't remember any of it. I don't even know how we did it because I know I didn't yeah, memorize you were, those. You lines. were Nathaniel Bottom, right? That was your name, and then I was Thisby, and supposedly me and you had to kiss through a wall 
Shakespeare knew about the bottoms? Is that where that came from? Damn. And, and I, I forget who was the wall. It's some reason. It was just, another dude. No, 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 it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I, I want to, like, so in my head, it's, it's fucking Kelly Farringer, but that's definitely not who it was. She'd make a good wall. <laughs> I think it was like. The last names, you're going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> I think it was like actually Laura Dag, another one, but anyway. She wouldn't be such a good wall. She'd rail thin. But anyway, they, they supposedly there was some. Oh God! No, I didn't even realize this. There's, so, there's so some Paul mental, Paul, there's some mental shit here. But Papa Cheese Balls came to the play and recorded it on an old school camcorder, like the NBA players during the slam dunk contest with like their old camcorders. He 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 was like one of the only you know parents or you know uh, relatives of of anybody in the play. And he, I wonder what he was thinking. He was just a portable. He probably no. loved these like these fucking kids. Well, so that's a, that's a the thing. Blackmail, is, baby. Paul Paul is uh, very supportive, and you hear like he was he was very he was very into what you were doing. So he's he's going to be there. He's going to be supportive. And for me, the only reason I invited him is because I thought he was going to take me home early from school, so like I can fucking not be there the rest of the day. And he fucking was like, "No, I'm not doing that. You're going to stay for the rest of school." I was like, "Fucking Paul Paul cheese balls." He he had to take off work for his son showing cheeks, and then he had to take <laughs> off the work for see bottom in the play here. Oh, you were bottom. I was Thisbe. Yeah, he needed to see the star of the show. <laughs> yeah. But I don't. You know, I, I. I hope we never see that. I think Harley's right. Like, I think we both kind of blocked this out as much as possible because I don't remember like learning any lines or doing it. I was just like, we have to do this somehow. This is bullshit. Well, yeah, Scott fell and Danny Seidler. <laughs> this is a lot. Of, <laughs> wasn't doing anything. Come to think of, there were six guys, and I think we were the only two. People with a competent brain, so of course we had to uh, play the lead parts. But yeah, I guess we can tell if you're done with Papa Cheeseball stories, we can tell one more story from that English class, which was pretty go entertaining. Ahead, now that I'm thinking about it. So there were six guys. Well, I guess at a certain point, this is around sixth, seventh, eighth grade, or whatever is sixth grade. But I guess girls start, you know, getting Aunt Flo to come visit. They start having their periods. Well. Apparently, unbeknownst to us, because like Harley said, all we wanted to do, play three flies in, stone cold stun each other, and listen to Nelly and Cash Money on... Oh, Country Grammar was fucking the oh, yeah. song Bangers. right there. So we... Uh, also Thong Song. That was a little bit later, but I'll allow it. Um, kind of underwhelming video if you go back and look at it. But... Uh, hey, hold on. Let's take a break here. We got another beer that we're going to try here, a local... Uh, Paradise Park. I was here. in the middle of a period story That's, here. Well, we're we're taking a period here. It's uh, Urban South out of the Nolia Brewery. It's another uh, pale ale here, so it's not a blonde. It should be a pale ale. I've gotten this for amber a few times. It's a very good looking can with the, you know, off colored green teal with the pink on there. I've always liked the can, but I don't think I've ever actually had the beer. I've gotten it for amber a couple times though. It's pretty refreshing. I really like this one. I don't know if Ella's going to like this one as much, but I, this is one I want in the keg. I think it's refreshing. I think it's great. It's it's smooth. I like it. Uh, American lager is what they say. A very American lager. So I don't I don't see any pale. Yeah. So it's a four point four percent alcohol by volume. So a little less alcohol in there than maybe your. It's on your. You know, your Michelob Ultra type scale. But it's a uh, very, very good. I like the Flamingos. It's a, the pale green can. They they do good work. This one's in uh, uh, Uncle Donnie's uh, refrigerator. 
Uh, my palate is a little skewed here because I've been drinking four roses during the pod here. I like it though. Very smooth. Um, I'll give it a. I'll probably give it a, a seven point seven. Ooh, that's high. I'm on, I'm pushing for this to be the next keg we get. All right, so Al. What are you, you're picking it up. You get you can choose. Well, happy wife, happy life. You didn't factor that in. That's why I told Dan when he was doing the keg calculations. All right, so we're back in sixth grade. We're hanging out, listening to country grammar. We're reminiscing that thong song wasn't actually that great of a video for boners. It did the job though. Um until you got Cisco's off colored contact lenses totally killed the vibe. Anyway, so Unbeknownst to us, we're just, you know, being just guys being dudes in sixth grade. Uh, and we get kicked out of the portable because apparently some of the girls in the class were making fun of another girl in the class who had their period or something at lunch. And they were like making fun of her because girls are way more cruel than guys are. I don't know, dude. Can you imagine if one of your friends had a period? Oh, fuck. Like they, they'd be they'd never live it down. The thing is, though, they're all going to get it. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> I don't even know which girl actually had it or anything because we were all kicked out and we're just sitting on the steps outside. Teacher, I guess, trusted us to not go anywhere. Well, there was only five of us. It wasn't like there was that many of us that kicked out of the class. There was like 20 girls and five dudes. Yeah, so we're just... In sixth grade, great ratio. Uh, but you, think, can't, you can't appreciate it when you're in sixth grade. Was Jordan Gunther the wall? He probably wasn't in English <laughs> class. Never mind. No last names. Boop that out. Um... So, yeah, we were just sitting outside just bewildered, and we always just think back to that, like, what the hell, man? It was just just weird, just weird times. I wonder what they would do now. But they just were like, hey, uh, you guys go outside for a while. We got we to gotta talk about this. We're going to talk periods during sixth period. Exactly. <laughs> so shout out to Pawpaw Cheese Balls, one of the best to ever do it. Yep, shout out to Popo. All right, so we're going to wrap this up. And pray to God, we pray to God the tapes don't come out, but it would be good for the viewers, I would think. Uh, yeah, we might be able to put that on the YouTubes. All right, so actually, I don't know how to convert that old shit to digital, so we might need some uh, Fat Vader help there when he comes down in October. Shout out to the Tennessee game. All right, so we're going to now transition. We're going to show you a sneak peek of a story that I'm telling on the J-Pod Bonecast that hasn't happened yet, so I'm sure it's going to be good. I'm going to insert it right here. Uh, but at this point, we're going to tell the viewers bye. Al, you have anything uh, to say? Thanks for listening to the pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get Joe and I paid. We know Al's going to try to mooch, mooch off of there, but hey, he's a coattail rider. He loves the tail. Shout out to Al. No, that's awesome because we're going to get to, uh, you know, when we were kids and, you know, shit we do because we're going to talk some jackass and, you know, how it influenced us as kids. And obviously, if streaming was around back then, could you imagine? Like, Jesus Christ. Well, J-Bone, can I – I think this is a good segue for I can tell you a real-life jackass story that I didn't mean to do that happened to me about a month ago. Can I, can I get into this with you? You can totally get into it, but let me just uh, also warn my listeners that today I'm giving away four digital download codes, one of which I had just given away. Nice. Uh, nice. Uh, by the time it gets posted on Google Podcasts, they'll all be gotten because there's a delay there. But that's okay. It's okay. Well, I want the viewers of J-Pod Bonecat to get it. Well. We're going to talk about that dilemma as well in a while.
You want to talk about it right now? Maybe no, no, give some I want, thoughts to I want, it. I want to go. Cause, no, cause I listened to his last podcast. It's only the first code. We got plenty of codes to yeah, go through. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'll, okay. I'll go into after. I definitely want to hear this story, though. It sounds uh, pretty awesome because we also have some stories of jackassery. Okay, so this, this episode of the pod is about jackass forever and jackass in general? No, I'm telling my story, Al. Stop. All right. So about a month ago, J-Bone, you know, it's been a while since this happened, but, you know, it's still good. Uh, I'm a deep sleeper. My uh, my wife is just tells me I can sleep through anything. So it's about 4 in the morning, a little after 3 a.m., Matchbox 20 time. And I'm sitting there, and I get woken up by a lightning storm really, really bad. Now, I never wake up, so I wake up, and I'm like, oh, man, that's pretty bad outside. It's like, when does it start raining? She goes, oh, just a few minutes ago. I'm like, okay. So when it rains around my house... Uh, we got a barn. It's got some horses in it. They like to track some like uh, shavings. It's like pine straw type shit. And what happens is it dams up and the water ends up flooding their stalls. So when it rains really hard, it's good to go out there and make sure the trench is dug, that kind of stuff, like country chores. So it's four in the morning. It's lightning like crazy. I walk out the back door in just some shorts, uh, no, no shirt on. I normally would grab a flashlight and umbrella, but I didn't grab those for some reason. I run out to the barn. The lightning's hitting like every couple seconds, like all around. But, I mean, it's not going to hit me, right? No no big deal. I get out to the barn, and I normally would use this metal uh, shovel in order to dig this trench. But I said, you know what? For whatever reason, I was like, I don't want to grab the metal shovel right now. So I grabbed this wooden rake, and I go out there, and I start raking to get the the flow good so the water's backing up it's almost going flooding the barn so i'm out there it's raining like cats and dogs lightning every couple seconds like i'm thinking it's far away from me i'm not paying that much attention to it i I had the barn light on so i can see i i get tired i get i get it to a decent spot i walk in the barn so this is probably about two minutes after i've been out there as soon as i get under the barn lightning bolt strikes the top of the metal roof on the barn I'm under the under the thing and all you can you can smell the paint burning at the top and you don't really realize what's happening when the lightning hits. So like the lights go out, you see this huge flash, it's loud as hell, you smell paint burning and you just you're in shock that there's no way lightning just hit right now. So I'm sitting there, and it's pitch black out there now. I don't bring a flashlight or anything. The power in the house flickers off. A couple minutes later, I see a light come back on. So I think the wife's out there trying to see if I like just got killed because, I mean, it's so loud that the, when a lightning hits that close, it's just fucking nuts. So I'm sitting in there. The, all my, like, the hair on my arms is just standing straight up. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, sitting there in shock. And I look over, and the water is not stopping. So it got dammed up again. So I'm like, fuck, I don't want to go out there. I want to stay under the barn because I, I, you know, I don't want to get hit by lightning. So I army crawl out of the barn and I'm in the trench and I got like my hand is just like grabbing pine straw and like throwing it out. I'm like belly, belly onto the ground, like army crawling, like worming out there, just throwing stuff around, trying not to get hit by lightning. I crawl back in, lightning's still going off around me like every like two to three seconds. It's like bright as shit outside. So then I sit back under the barn. I'm like, fuck, I can't go back to the house. My wife 
still does not know if I'm alive or dead at this point because I got no light. She's not coming out and checking on me. I guess she's just thinking, uh, yeah, I got life insurance money. You know, she's about to party. I don't know what she's thinking. I crawl back out and have to unclog the trench again. By this time, I got a pretty good, solid trench. This isn't going to clog again. Crawl back into the barn. Lightning hits a tree about 20 feet behind the barn, and it, it, it falls the other direction. I'm like, oh, f- all right, I can't be out in the barn anymore. So as the lightning's hit, I army crawl 50 yards out of the barn back to the house. Don't Don't get up, run, just army crawl. I get to the back door, strip butt naked, walk in the house, and my wife's like, oh, good, you're not dead. Oh, shit. And that's my story. She sounded real happy. (laughs) Yeah, I bet she was. (laughs) No, I love it, just being a man, you know, getting it done, dude. You just got got chores to do. You can't let Mother Nature stop you. Yeah, exactly. Yo, that lightning shit, though, that is crazy. I just watched a video today of, like, some dude hitting a golf ball and lightning struck. I was like, Jesus Christ. Oh, I saw that video. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was insane. You Not, th- had nothing on Harley, though. That's World War One trench oh, warfare God, right that's there. Like some, like, yeah, did you, like, were you thinking you were going to get hit? You're like, damn, this is it. Well, I, I must have been thinking something because I didn't grab an umbrella, which would be something normally I do. I, uh... I didn't grab the metal shovel or anything like that. So I must have been thinking subconsciously that lightning's going to hit somewhere in this area and that I didn't want to get smoked. But like I never thought it would hit the barn. Like it like the barn's maybe 15 foot high and it just just absolutely nuts. I can't tell you how loud and how crazy it is to be under there. It's 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 pretty wild. I, I would say a little unreal. And yeah, uh, I feel like Dude, if anything, you should definitely sign up for uh, the challenge. You know, you could like take on anything after that situation. I feel like mentally. Well, that's what my wife always said. She thinks she's better at a crisis than me. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Do you see what I just did in a crisis? You saw that trench? Yeah, I redug it three times after being sh- nearly struck by lightning. Crisis? I- I- I'm I'm there. I'm dependable. Yeah, Harley's a great crisis actor. Shout out to Alex Jones. Pay that forty five million, buddy. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like a fucking you know. Hardo talking, and then when it happens, it's like, damn, you got to step up. This is real shit. Well, speaking of that, J Bone, 12 hours later, it's about 6 p.m., lightning starts again, and she goes, Oh, you're going to go out there? I was like, Uh, Hell yeah, I'm going to go out there. I got to go dig dig that trench. So I went back out there the next time when it was hitting about every. About every five to seven seconds. So I got back out there, dug the trench, came back inside. This time, I was just wet. Still had still had some underwear on. So, you know, I wasn't butt-ass naked. You literally had to ride the lightning. 